0: Aliens exist, and President Trump knows about it. That's according to Israel's former space security chief. President Trump is aware of the existence of these aliens and had been on the verge of revealing their secrets, he claims, but was asked
1: not to do so by the Federation in order to prevent what he calls mass hysteria.
0: In an interview with an Israeli newspaper he said the aliens have been waiting until today for humanity to develop and reach a stage where we will understand in general what space and spaceships are. I have a transmission from the Galactic Federation.
2: There are federation facilities out in the galaxy where other extraterrestrials get together and
0: there's many different missions for many different types of programs.
2: Today I have with me the energy of the Galactic Federation of Light.
0: Join me, Join me as, a as a member of the Galactic, Galactic Federation, Federation of Time, time Travelers,
2: And it has as many as 30 different extraterrestrial civilization people on board. It looks like the moon, okay?
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It's been a while. Thanks so much for tuning in. We are It's a Sign, and welcome to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a really cool subject that I have touched on in my own past, and I'm sure many of you have heard of, and that is the infamous, notorious, and incredibly epic Galactic Federation. (laughs) Yeah. So um, today we're going to be just covering the Galactic Federation. Um, As many of you might know, the retired Israeli general um, of Israel announced in 2020 that there was a Galactic Federation and that Trump knew about it, but he was purposefully not speaking out. But before even all of that happened, we've heard of some sort of Galactic Federation through mm-hmm. many different things, through sci fi, Star Trek, Star Wars, something along the lines, but also most notably in the New Age Myth- community yeah. and the mythos that goes on there.
2: Yeah, that's where I heard about it. Like a few years, um, a good few years before the government came out with it. So I know. Yeah, it was really funny when that did come out because it was just like, what? I know. It doesn't seem real.
1: It really didn't seem real because I heard of the Galactic Federation. The first time I'd heard about it was from these this couple in Costa Rica, and we were at a clothing optional hostel. And I was just chilling on the hammock, doing some tarot readings, and then these people come, and they're like... I, w- I was reading tarot out of the book, you know, because yeah. it was like my first deck, and there was this... this uh, husband and his wife and she came up to me and was like oh you know let me help you read the cards let me help you teach this and then we started got talking and then the guy started talking about Corey Good, who we'll mention later and the Galactic Federation the sphere being alliance the blue avians Pleiadians the draconians all that cool stuff and that really got me started um into that and I've had a couple ET experiences of my own and I know you have as well some and yeah, so it's very interesting to hear it kind of come more into the public sphere. And we thought it was a good time to kind of talk about it, especially since the U.S. Congress. We covered one of those episodes a couple of episodes back on our podcast. So if you want, you can go check that out. Where David Grush has his testimony in front of Congress and the entire world watching, where he says that the U.S. government have E.T. craft Is that they've also recovered bodies so when you start putting these things into perspective then you hear the israeli general of defense comes out and says that (laughs) yeah there is some sort of galactic federation the united states is in contact with them i really feel like this is kind of a cool time point in time to be discussing the galactic federation and stay tuned because we're going to be going over some personal accounts as well as diving into the uh acclaimed Races that belong to this Galactic Federation as well as some of our own experiences
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to find out more about the Galactic Federation I feel like it's always sort of, since the Israeli government came out about it I always kind of thought, are these like good guys or bad guys, you know Because they're involved with the government It makes you question it
1: Yeah And I think that's definitely something we can begin to discuss and reflect upon because, yeah, it's very interesting, you know, um, a lot of us, especially people watching this channel, don't have a lot of trust in our government. And then the fact that there is some sort of deal going on with some federation that operates throughout the universe um, behind our backs that isn't being talked about and that apparently they don't want us to know because we're not ready yet. I don't know about that, but there are some more claims in here, and we'll begin to weigh out the options and kind of go through that um, quandary a bit later. I've never used the word quandary out loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it's not a good word. <laughs>
2: don't do it again.
1: All right, guys. So let's um, let's start with the retired Israeli. General. before we go into really what the Galactic Federation is. So he is the um, general of space security, and his name is Him Eshed, and he said during an interview with an Israeli newspaper in 2020 (coughs) that extraterrestrials have been in contact with the governments of the United States and Israel for years. So Eshed claims that Donald... Trump was on the verge of revealing this secret before the Galactic Federation intervened and asked him to remain silent as the aliens are worried that humanity is not ready to learn about their existence yet. Yediot Aharonot is one of Israel's biggest newspaper and Eshed has a distinguished resume. So he's not just some quack yo in his basement writing conspiracy theories this guy is a military officer intelligence analyst and head of space operations for the israeli defense ministry he's 87 year old and a professor and holds a doctorate in aeronautical engineering he's supervised over 20 satellite launches and received the israeli security award three times not just once three times so this guy's big he's really well respected he has awards papers published he's a professor he's got quite a, a backing behind him and yeah so he has a little bit more stature than most of the people who are saying things like the ufos have asked not to publish that they're hu- here and humanity is not ready yet so he basically said president trump was on the verge of revealing America and Israel's years of interactions with the aliens in the Galactic Federation. But the aliens thought it would be better to let people calm down first because they don't want to start a mass hysteria.
2: Hmm.
1: I don't know if I believe that, but let's keep no, going. yeah, and
2: I just... Like, I don't... I beg to differ. Like, I, I think that humans are ready to know.
1: I think they are ready to know, and if there was a benevolent... Um, et race or conglomerate of races i think they would want us to know and it's actually the other side of the coin the government doesn't want us to know because what would that imply and how would that affect the consciousness of people and our priorities in life you know it's hard to keep people distracted when all of a sudden a whole race of aliens are appearing and everyone's, in, you know, and you're being told, hey, this exists, we've been in communication with these things.
2: Yeah, and then they're going to lose, like, control because obviously the government want to be in control and then if the aliens reveal, like, the power we have as humans and how we're a part of all these different, like, species out in the universe, like, who knows Yeah, what people will do. And they won't be able to control people with fear anymore. And also using, like, aliens as a fear tactic. You yeah, know? definitely. Something to fear, wars in space, you know.
1: Yeah. So this is a quote from him. There's an agreement between the U.S. government and the aliens. They signed a contract with us to do experiments here. They, too, are researching and trying to understand the whole fabric of the universe, and they want us as helpers. There's an underground base in the depth of Mars, where their representatives are, and also our American astronauts, he said. Quote, if I had come up with what I'm saying today, five years ago, I would have been hospitalized, Eshed conceded. Wherever I've gone with this in academia, they've said, the man has lost his mind. Today, they're already talking differently. I have nothing to lose. I have received my degrees and awards. I am respected in universities abroad where the trend is also changing. The Jerusalem Post, which published translated excerpts of Eshet's interview on 2020, theorized that President Trump's creation of the U.S. Space Force could have something to do with this joint U.S.-Israeli Galactic Federation project on Mars. He was kind of vague about how long the aliens have been working with humans and how long the mars base has been operational so trump might have created the space force to address a recent need for more human staff at the facility both the us and israel have discussed plans for missions to the moon within the next few years but that could be a smoke screen for sending personnel to mars or perhaps the galactic federation wants its human partners To demonstrate, they retain the courage, ingenuity, and technical prowess to land on the nearest celestial body before they bring more humans to the Mars base. Yeah, that's very interesting, because there was another part he said where they're waiting for us to understand the true meaning of space, and it's a very cryptic question, very cryptic, you know, statement, but. Um Some of the claims of the beings within the Galactic Federation are so advanced that they can actually um, move planets and generate artificial moons, um, put planets into habitab- hospitable zones, and that they're actually more like gardeners of the cosmos. Mm. You know, creating this habitable <laughs> habitable <laughs> hospitable environment for life to thrive and to grow. So, I mean, I actually had an experience like right after I heard this the first time back in 2020 during COVID, where I I kind of went out of my body and I ended up in the Mars base. And what I saw was a lot of like US white people and various races actually in lab coats, in this kind of very sterile underground base in Mars and they were communicating with these other beings. And the humans, they couldn't see me as I was floating through my a- in my astral form, but the ETs could see me and they could communicate with me without speaking and they knew that I was there and that they said I could visit at any time. And they were these aliens that were kind of purplish blue with these ridges on their head. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean that was just my own experience. It could have been a dream, you know. Who knows if I'm just I was just projecting into some sort of um, imagination, or if it really existed, like in some sort of remote viewing scenario. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's the claim. And you know, there is a Mars race. You know, Elon Musk really wants to get to Mars. There's a huge focus on Mars for some reason. It could just be like human desire. To yeah. conquer the reaches of space, or there could be some sort of hidden agenda there.
2: I don't, like, know if I even believe humans have ever left Earth
1: to Yeah, be fair. That's a whole conspiracy in itself.
2: Yeah, I know. That's why, like, I'm just so much more leaning on that side of things, that we haven't even been to the moon. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you don't really know. I don't really know, but I just don't... I just feel like that.
1: Well, the alternate side, because within this conspiracy theory, is that the reason moon landing was faked was because when humans actually got to the moon, there were aliens already there. And that could be possible. And that there were moon bases, all sorts of things there, and they couldn't have a- They couldn't actually uh, record any of that yeah.
2: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, why is... The space station so obviously fake yeah who knows yeah i know that's not this episode but yeah like i feel like maybe like you could be how you how you are like out of body going to other planets but like i'm just not convinced that physically we we are yet
1: well especially when you kind of try to decode the statement of like they're waiting until humans understand what the reality of space is. Yeah, it and also... I think there's some sort of deep like, secret there. Like We're not understanding space correctly in our current model of no. physics and thinking. We're not understanding what it means, what space really is. And I think it's the next level of knowledge is to understand this. It's almost like the question quantum physics but maybe something more maybe it's not quite quantum physics maybe it's something else Mm -hmm. um a physic that a branch of physics that we haven't really explored yet maybe tesla nikola tesla was starting to go down that route i think
2: it's pretty simple like i think you can't get there because we're in the third dimension like it's just a physicality thing like you just can't like most communication with other species from my experience and other people that I've heard it's like happening either out of body and often these aliens can't even physically be here it's like Mm. really straining on them and I think when you when you raise your consciousness and you move into higher dimensions that's when you have the ability because there's less physicality to you like you're less dense yeah, so um, higher density. Yeah, so then I think you can be moving around. I think you just literally can't when you're in this body. Like- well,
1: yeah, it kind of makes sense because if you think of like on a microscopic level, like in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth and the Hermetic Philosophy as above, so below, you know, that theory. Um, so if we're kind of looking at a microscopic level, if you look at the cells in our body or, you know they have a cell membrane. And if, you know, something's trying to get in or out unless they possess a certain vibrational key that matches what the the cell wall is like coded to, Mm. you can't actually permeate or pass through, you know? So it could be something like that where you have to hit a specific vibrational frequency in order to pass through. And then space is kind of like, the the lifeblood of our body, you know, the th- the viscous material which we can move through, and who knows what properties would change once you're in a different frequency, you know, yeah. how the ripples of space-time will act, you know, if you're at a different level. Um,
2: Just how this, how spirits, ghosts, and whatnot like can move through walls and doors.
1: Ectoplasm. You know. <laughs> yeah. So Eshed, he, he wrote a whole book about human interactions with aliens, but the problem with it is that Eshed is from Israel and he wrote it in Hebrew. And it's called The Universe Beyond the Horizon, Conversations with Professor Haym Eshed. And the, the professor said that the book reveals how aliens played a role in preventing multiple nuclear apocalypses on Earth. And we have heard tales of nuclear bases suddenly being disarmed you know and stuff like that and when we talk about um inner earth civilization um with admiral e bird he said in his account that these nordic looking tall luminous beings told him that they started to interfere with earth once nuclear weapons were developed and that that's why they've come and they've had to stop you know humans from going down that route Um, but one of the problems that I found, like I literally was looking for a long time, trying to find some sort of translated version of, um, of Eshed's book. And I wasn't even looking on Google, which, you know, um, Mm -hmm. filters results. I was looking on DuckDuckGo and I couldn't find any known copies in English. I was, there was apparently a, um... Prologue that was published in English, but I couldn't find that anywhere either and it just feels like they're trying to restrict that mm. Information coming out into English. I hope someday soon that book will will be available for English readers and other language languages, so that will be great to look in to mm. some good. sometime down the future So let's get into it. Let's um Yeah, so I guess the reason this is so important to have his account here is because the Galactic Federation is a statement that has existed long before, uh, long before Eshed. So, you know, both of you and me had heard of the Galactic Federation through the new age alien movement. Right. And then to fricking hear him say it was like, what the hell? I've been hearing about the Galactic Federation for the past three years, and now this Israeli general of the Space Force defense is coming out and using the exact term Mm. that we've been using? That's pretty crazy. So, let's get into a bit of what the Galactic Federation is. So, it basically refers to an alleged intergalactic alliance of advanced extraterrestrial civilizations. The galactic federation is a conglomerate of various benevolent alien species that have come together to promote peace cooperation and harmony within the milky way galaxy and possibly beyond this concept describes the galactic federation as an organization dedicated to overseeing and maintaining the balance and development of different civilizations across the cosmos it's monitors the activities of less advanced civilizations, i.e. us, and offers guidance and assistance where needed, while also protecting the galaxy from potential threats posed by hostile or malevolent forces. The Galactic Federation is believed to possess advanced technologies and knowledge far beyond our current human understanding, and is often described as having an agenda focused on fostering spiritual growth universal consciousness, and the preservation of life across the universe. While these descriptions vary depending on the source, the Galactic Federation claimed that it operate in a manner that respects the free will of individual civilizations, refraining from direct interference unless absolutely necessary for the preservation of life and the greater good of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: pretty so cool like mission sci-fi sta- book. Yeah, pretty cool <laughs>
1: mission statement. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you kind of think about it, like it just, I know like charity work isn't always good. You know, most of the time charity does more bad than good when you actually go to the places where charity work is being done or done as a front. But kind of at the core of human humanity is the desire to help, you know, maybe help people who are in struggle. You know, I think that's one of the things that make us human but perhaps that exists within another race or that's a shared idea within the cosmos no no not all humans i would
2: say the majority of humans are just for survival of the self
1: well why do you think those tiktoks where those really annoying tiktoks where people go up and give homeless people money or you know buy because they're trying to get get more followers yeah but why do they get views it's because it's pulling at something you know yeah. these people are getting views for reasons because people like to see good being done to others, even if it's done in a way that's like not tactful. Like just put the camera away mm-hmm. and do it yourself. You know, but now it's yeah. become a form of content. But people tune into this. It's it's one of the highest like you know clicking views for like these TikTok algorithms, and it's probably changing now because people are catching on. Like hey. This isn't cool. Yeah. These people are struggling and you're it's... putting their face on the internet f- so you can get money. Yeah. You know. So
2: Well, like I I like it more when it's like out in public and someone does something heroic and what someone in the someone public else. audience yeah. just happens to catch it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like where if like a, a kid falls into um, or animals. like once, yeah. and I saw the orang. And have you seen the one with the orangutan? No. He falls into the water no. um, around at the zoo and dra- was drowning because they can't swim. Really? Because the the they kept the orangutans in their enclosure by surrounding it by water. Yeah. And, and someone to... threw bread into the water, and it went in to get the water, and it drowned. And this man jumped into the water and dragged this orangutan out, and started like giving it um CPI.
1: cpr yeah like oh. yeah i saw i saw this one where there was this herd of elephants and the mom the baby got stuck in this ditch and it couldn't get out and mm-hmm. the mom was like you know, trying you know, to get right. this elephant baby out and then these humans came along and helped the baby elephant you know, get up I love those so videos. it's like when when exactly that it makes yeah, it makes you feel that feeling and that's you know and so it could be that there are advanced races out there that are also doing the same thing for us and that there is done out of a love for us and that they want to see us develop and grow to a next stage of evolution and that's why they're interfering it with the nuclear so we don't freaking blow ourselves up before we get the chance you know and maybe they have seen in our ancient past that we did have a connection you know when you look at mesopotamia ancient egypt all these in mayans there's so many little hints at like other races, you know, you go to Native, uh, to to the Americas, to the Indigenous people there, and they have stories of the star people, and that there, it was like a collaboration, they don't revere the star people, they just, you know, they hold love for the star people, and so that, say that they're still visited by them. But then,
2: like, if they're doing so much good, then why are they working with, The assholes that we call the government.
1: Because there are two opposing forces. I feel
2: like it's the bad aliens that are talking and, you know, working in collaboration with the government.
1: Exactly. So, this is where the sci-fi-like history of our interaction with the Galactic Federation and the other races of aliens within the cosmos comes to fruition so there are two opposing forces there's the force that seeks to harvest and use the universe like resources and want us to fight amongst ourselves continue to cause uh, unrest and almost and has in the past apparently used us as slaves and then there's the other side that wants to promote evolution.
2: And I think they tend to contact like individuals and people. Yeah. You know, because I think any of us are capable of connecting with aliens and um, when we get into the right state and we call them in yeah. through meditation and we're able to channel them like, because I really like channelers such as Abraham Hicks, you know, who who is a woman, Esther Hicks, who channels the alien, like, it's not like an individual alien but it's like a a collective yeah and they call themselves abraham and they come and they teach us how to empower ourselves you know and how to get out of the low negative vibrations and and go towards our desires and live to our full potential yeah and raise our vibration um
1: yeah and when you think of stephen greer as well he teaches that there's there was a nefarious group that was working with the government and that the government is is now trying to promote pro- promote a fear propaganda based thing so that you know how they do it you know the u.s government's do- been doing this for ages they did it with Saddam hussein so they could get into iraq or iran sorry guys <laughs> my um, i'm not the best at geography but yeah you know what i'm talking about vietnam war you know it's all about oil so they've They make this false war so that they can get something out of it, right? And when the Space Force, a lot of different countries are now creating Space Forces because as we're heading into the new frontier of um, extraterrestrial development, heart, you know, and resource, people want to get their foot in there. It's like, um, it's like, what's his name? Mark Zuckerberg with the metaverse. A lot of governments want to just get themselves freaking... They want to plant their name on space, right? And no one the, wants
2: to plant their name on the metaverse.
1: No. But the thing is, the difference, the difference with Mark Zuckerberg and, like, Apple... Mark Zuckerberg's, like... Let's, th- let's just be the first ones there. And if it's shit, it's shit. And we'll just k- try and improve it over the years. Whereas Apple's like, well, let's wait. Let's yeah, wait for I people. Think
2: Apple, <laughs> Apple's got the right idea. Yeah. I just want to let everyone know like that black stuff on Trey's hand is actually soot from the fireplace.
1: No, it's actually oil. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. because we're, we're building our kitchen right now. Okay, re- it was distracting and got-
2: me and I was imagining like, People might wonder what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's <laughs> wood-staining oil. Um, but yeah, let's get into a bit of the history. So I've, I've heard a bit of this already. So approximately 400,000 years ago, the Anunnaki, the great creator beings that were existing within the Sumerian universe in Mesopotamia, led by, um, by El and Enlil. The cone
2: heads. Was... No, they're
1: not the cone heads. I thought the a- Akinaki were. Anunnaki. Anunaki. You <laughs> t- sounded like you're talking about a Japanese sushi. No,
2: like, <laughs> I swear they are possibly the cone heads. I've heard that theory.
1: Maybe. But yeah, so was, they, they basically arrived on Earth with the intention of establishing dominance over humanity for the Anunnaki Empire. Within the Sumerian flood myth, it was one of the Anunnaki who started the flood to wipe out a lot of humanity. And it was said that there was a lot of genetic altering, a lot of um, interbreeding. And even within the Bible, they said there were the Watchers, and the Watchers descended and bred with the women of Earth Mm -hmm. and created the... uh, Something they created these Giants basically Mm -hmm. and then the Giants kind of came in and started Ravaging and eating up humans and all that stuff. So we have a couple um, Different accounts of something similar to this and Enlil's action resulted in the enslavement of humanity and despite efforts from his half-brother Enki to oppose him so the material portrays Enlil as embodying the role of Yahweh with his son in Nurta as Allah and Marduk as the Dark Lord, suggesting a manipulative trinity that controlled humanity throughout history. Some people say that the three major religions are still worshipping to these three alien gods or beings. Um, but Enki was the one who told, um, I forgot his name in the Sumerian myth, but Noah, he was the one who told mm. Noah, build the ark. And is the ark some sort of awesome mm. space vessel? Or was it just a wooden boat?
2: Yeah, it, <laughs> it was a space vessel, surely. Yeah. <laughs> How did you fit that many animals on a wooden boat? And this yeah. is like the size of the Titanic.
1: Yeah, but basically Enki went against the other guy, Enlil, and was like, you got to build this boat because Enlil's going to freaking flood this shit. And um, yeah, so they built that boat. But the ark... The Ark. I can imagine this big space vessel. Yeah. So, yeah, basically the narrative introduces the concept of powerful controlling society, often associated with the Illuminati, or as our left-wing brothers like to say, the Deep State, symbolized by a triangle with an eye in the center. Anu, the high king of the Anunnaki, was unable to stop these forces due to Enlil's mixed heritage, which included a connection to the powerful Kyakahar race, and the alliance between the Kyahakar and the Anunnaki led to a significant concentration of draconian reptilian power on Earth, which suppressed technological development and perpetuated society dependent on enslaving energies such as fossil fuels." And this is uh, where our our friend um, Rockefeller probably comes into it. So Mm -hmm. they said that at some point, up until very recently, the Illuminati or the deep state was working with these negative beings and they were suppressing technology information and things like that. Um, not only was it these Anunnaki and reptilians but reg- also the Orion Greys. So everyone knows the Greys. They're those guys that appear up the most. Yeah. You know, the big heads, the big eyes, the, the typical alien image and they engaged in a deceitful agreements with the MJ-12 group, ultimately leading to their presence on Earth. However, the narrative claims that as of 2021 and 2022, the Galactic Federation and the Earth Alliance successfully expelled all regressive extraterrestrials from Earth, including reptilians and greys, and say that any remaining sightings of these beings may be attributed to holograms, replicated hybrids, or clones produced by the human earth military. Mm. So that's very interesting, especially considering if the US government got their hands on a body, and this theory's been floating around that the greys are actually some sort of artificial intelligence drones that have been synthesized through some sort of cloning process or synthetic um, body. And that it's actually the U.S. government who's continuing to do these abductions and stuff and trying to induce fear towards that. Um, Yeah, so the information emphasizes that there is an absence of a regressive extraterrestrial in the solar system that the Galactic Federation, the Benevolent Galactic Federation, has actually won over and... It's the US government who's suppressing this information, still trying to hold on to that Illuminati, New World Order, Mm. deep state regime, to try and control us. And the galactic, so there's various names for it, and some call it the Intergalactic Confederation, the Galactic Federation of Worlds, the Galactic Federation of Light, and the Galactic Alliance of the Anak Empire, which is ensuring the safety of the solar system. And this doesn't just include extraterrestrials but also intraterrestrials meaning that there is also inner earth civilizations, advanced beings that exist within a different realm, phased frequency within our earth and they have a whole artificial sun and everything.
2: I just don't know if I believe like the government would do it. I'd lean more towards like it's not very friendly. Species of alien that are trying to gather DNA and stuff from humans so that they can um, save their own race because they're similar to us. Well, that's
1: what that's what I believe that more. Well, that's what they're saying was happening was that. I don't
2: believe the government took over doing that.
1: Right. See, but yeah. So they're saying I do think the government
2: put out fake um ufos and Mm. like not all of the vehicles that we think are aliens and they're caught on camera are aliens some are government but then i still believe a lot of those still are aliens
1: well the thing is there's a lot of people who say that like hitler and during the nazi regime they they were also working with these beings and that um Especially when you begin to consider the Vril Society and the Vool Society, which we'll get into a bit later, um, basically saying that there was this that Hitler found this woman who is in contact with these extraterrestrial yeah. beings, took her onto his team, and then together they developed this society and. Um, you know, created some advanced technology and then escaped to Antarctica. Yeah, (laughs) I. I can you get me that towel? (laughs) Coffee's wiped up. I'm a little sippy here.
2: Yeah, so the reason I don't think that that the government are faking the abductions is because they discredit them. And, you know, they don't give... Like, people are just made to think they're crazy. And, you know, like why were if the government wanted to actually scare the public they would let people think these abductions are real right so I'm not saying I don't think the abductions happen that's what makes me think it is the alien species and the government want to keep it hush hush because they're okay they've they've given these aliens an okay because they're getting some other kind of benefit from it mm. um, and they do want to keep it hush um Originally, like we're talking most of the time, period, up until now, because up until now, there's been a big shift. Like, we've got the government coming out with UFO footage, so the agenda has definitely shifted. There's a new agenda, or shall we say, it, the next phase of their agenda is kicking in, and we're sort of waiting to see how that plays out, you know? Yeah,
1: well, we did see with Werner von Braun, who was an ex-Nazi weapons specialist during World War II. Um, Werner von Braun, I'll put his picture up here, was in, was taken during Operation Paperclip at the end of World War II from Germany to America, and he helped launch rockets into space and stuff for the U.S. government. His final, some of his final words was that there was gonna, that the U.S. government had a like a multi-year plan that involved setting up a false um, terrorist's then setting up a war with Russia which is yeah. happening and then
2: we covered this right yeah
1: we covered it and then eventually they were going to say that there was an ET threat and he said do not believe them they are lying so what what happens i think is that and what's one of the theories is that the you know the regressive ETs that we're so used to knowing i mean so so used to seeing have been taken out by the galactic federation now we have our own government against us and the reason the benevolent ets aren't coming is because they want them the people who are the humans who are still regressive to come to it of their own accord because they're not ones who intervene intervene. unless unless it's drastic you know unless like you know, who knows if, if North Korea and America go into war or something or some big nuclear war comes out, yeah. that's when we might see all of a sudden... I see
2: them intervening with stuff like that, but yeah. otherwise, like... And I think they would send their cyborgs or their robot aliens that we know as the greys because I I honestly believe they can't be here in the physicality. Um, they just right. can't. They're way too higher of a dimensional being and... They're not able to be here in the physicality. That's literally why they send the greys, which are almost like their little AI robot Minions, things. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah. Um, so around around uh, 1990s, there started to co- come out this more of a detailed explanation of what the Galactic Federation was. Collier, who will get into his case study a bit Um, spoke about 22 extraterrestrial civilizations that had genetically intervened in human affairs and were responsible for different racial and ethnic groups on Earth. Um, There was also Corey Good, who I'm not, you know, I don't know how I feel about Corey Good. He speaks on the platform Gaia, which is behind a paywall. So you would have to pay a subscription in order to see a lot of what he says. There are some clips on the internet of him but he. He,
2: like, to be fair, like, he does have a big reputation as being a fake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. just to disclose that. Exactly.
1: So, he spoke of a super federation comprising between 40 to 60 extraterrestrials. He has a lot of claims, con- con- you know. Going, ranging from he was a child and chosen to be part of this secret space program that trained children to interact with ETs because mm. they had higher emotional intelligence and wouldn't, you know, be shut off like adults would. He has all this stuff. He talks about the sphere being alliance. This um, And he talks about like uh, fourth to fifth density beings and... You know that comprise of genetic farmer races as well as civilizations that were product of a grand experiment of genetics and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he he kind of says that these beings are extra dimensional and work more for this thing called the logos, which is the the ultimate timeline of the cosmos, and that they can you know alter things throughout time and stuff like that, and are helping to shape humanity's evolution but Corey good i don't know about him and i just he has to be brought up because it's part of the history the internet history and our world history of the galactic federation
2: he was definitely one of the first people like i really liked his film that he did with what's his name david wilcox yeah the majestic film like at the time that was so good Yeah. Even if it's just for entertainment purposes. Yeah.
1: And, you know, he could very well be tapping into something. We don't know. We won't know until we know. Yeah. That's the truth about it. But he's talking about reptilians, tall Nordic races, the blue avians, you know, these beings that are like spheres of light. He talks about very high density beings that are more like geometries and fractal consciousness that exists like within the very fabric of our universe and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So he he talks about some cool stuff and he proposes some pretty awesome things. Um, And yeah, so let's take a break from the history. Um, Before we go into some of people's accounts, I thought it would be a fun little segment to go through um, some of the extraterrestrial races that are cooperating with the military industrial complex and outside of the military industrial complex. But before we get into that, you know, all of this sounds a lot like a sci-fi book, you know, and, you know, it sounds, it can sound like a lot of mumbo jumbo. So that's why it's important to anchor, you know, the Congress hearing the fact that we, there are very verifiable claims that we have ET craft, We have an ET body in the US government and that the Israeli general is speaking out about it. The fact that all these countries across the world are really propelling a space force initiative as another branch within their government. But it's when you see things like this that you begin to be like, okay, all right. (laughs) So let me just show you this video.
0: I have a transmission from the Galactic Federation. So, what I would love you to do is take a moment to close your eyes and receive. (laughs) turia da tra Oh, she it. Yeah.
2: Look at the comments. <laughs> There's
1: only two. Thank you. Is this why I'm always making these chew sounds when I'm just walking around sometimes? Like it has the same effect as whistling while walking. So, okay. I can
2: literally imagine you like <laughs> back in your light language days. Oh. Like uh, getting really sucked into that and Definitely. I mean, <laughs> I've done
1: that. I've done that on mushrooms more times than I can count in my own way. And when I'm when I'm doing it, it sounds awesome. I've heard so many people do it, and some people when they do it, it's actually wow, that's really relaxing. I love
2: how of course like when people do stuff like that, they have to put on this like galactic y they're all uh, l- Yeah.
1: You know, like And I'll sh- like no no sweat to this person. It's just like I'm trying to put myself in a picture with like where a normie's coming in and looking at that and being like you know, there's a lot of like things that people just feel like, Okay, this is all bullshit, yeah. you know. And I will show you pictures <laughs> of my, my days in my, you know, mushroom acid sort of alien experience where I was writing symbols and light language, which I did really see. Um and stuff like that. I won't show any videos because I never took a video of myself doing it. But, you know, yeah, I was there once and I can see that thing, but I'm just like, from now, like, I can always see like people just coming in and being like, what the fuck is going on?
2: Like, stuff like that makes me think I am a normie. Like, I, yeah. I I can like connect to spirit and, you know, I've had many experiences. I read tarot, but the light language stuff and talking with in another alien language that's when i'm like okay i'm a normie because this is madness okay so i
1: think we have to break your normie streak no. can you try I mean, can you try some light language stop me the day try some light stop language stop
2: me the day like you lock me up the day yeah. i'm doing that
1: see stuff. i don't think you're high vibe enough for, <laughs> exactly. you're not you haven't reached the vibe where you can interact I with light language <laughs> Yeah. Go on, try it <clears throat> Alien
0: light
1: yeah. language Okay, she's done it All right, So anyway, um, let's go into some of the races again So I know We've kind of both had experiences Like astral projection Say what you want about it I know you, you encountered a tall grey once mm. So let's have a look So the tall greys are the beings that are apparently working With the
2: yeah, like literally looks so much like yeah, that. Yeah, so but, I'll put a picture but he up. He had whitey pink skin, like right. really white. He had the skin like you know in ET when he's dying. Yeah. I hate that scene.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh,
2: yeah. Oh, no. Shut up. Oh. Um, and he's all white and dying coloured. That's what this guy looked like, and he looked like that. Mm. Oh, and. Honestly, it was not good. Really terrifying. It was like one of my first times astral projecting. And it was literally terrifying. Like he had bad intentions. Yeah. Um, so
1: I'll put up a little table here of the races that are said to be working with the military industrial complex. We have the short greys, the tall greys, tall whites, the reptilians, the draconians, Sirius B race and the Anunnaki. So um, we'll just go over a little, a couple of them. So The um, extraterrestrials that are the tall greys were first described by Robert Dean as a very large group that um, were six to eight, maybe sometimes nine feet tall. They were humanoid looking and very pale, very white. They don't have any hair on their bodies at all. And they originate from the Orion constellation, according to Dr. Arthur Horn, and play an overseeing role vis a vis short greys. And the short greys are overseen within their own ranks. And so it's kind of like they're from different races. Like Zeta Reticuli is where the short greys are from, mm. and this one's meant to be from another. The theory sort of revolving around these is that they're divergent timelines of humanity. And that where they've bred themselves out of feeling love and compassion. And they're a purely like intellectual race. They don't even have reproductive any organs anymore. They use cloning and genetic manipulation to duplicate. And there are some pretty cool, interesting things out there. Um, they said that there was in an Air Force base in New Mexico, there was extraterrestrial meeting with the Tall Greys in 1972 to 1973, and they've been offered actual Air Force film footage of a meeting involving Tall Greys, which I have seen just looks a bit fake and Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, So yeah, I'm kind of interested in what the Sirius B guys look like. So there are two main stars within the Sirius star system. Sirius is a very important star because it appears blue in the sky. It's very bright and it was one of the most revered stars in ancient Egypt and I thought it's,
2: cat beings came from Sirius.
1: Well, Sirius um, A maybe or Sirius. Yeah. It's not. A there's K. two there's two star systems within Sirius. Sirius no. A and Sirius B.
2: But that isn't a cat being.
1: No, but some some think that One of the stars is good. The other one... There's another one. Is evil. Is evil. Yeah. Um, They specialize in terraforming planets and making them suitable for the evolution of life, altering the biomagnetic energy grid. The following telepathic communication provides more information. They are the original builders of your grid, the architecture on which your planet was based. And... They are useful in discerning the sacred geometry and discerning the physical laws of your home world. They can help you in constructing the new grid and constructing a new system that is appropriate for your next challenges. So we would say that the Syrians are excellent aliens in the strategic design work that lies ahead. This is actually Sirius A that I'm reading from. And when you think of the, and Sirius A is the good one. So I accidentally clicked on the good one uh, instead of the negative one. But if you think about our world, right, in the ancient world, and we think about all the pyramids that are put on ley lines, the stone circles and mm-hmm. stuff, there's a, there. I think there was a huge grid on the earth at one point that all these pyramids were active on the ley lines, cr- producing energy, um, atmospheric energy and stuff like that. So. Yeah. so Here's another one on the race that is good, the race that exists outside of the military-industrial complex. And there is written vegans, but I think it's vegans, like from Vega, the star um, system yeah. Vega. Um, this one's pretty cool, I think. So this, these say that they're actually from the Const- constellation of Lyra, and that they were a blue race of advanced humans, and that they were the Advanced beings that were mentioned in the Vedic texts, um, like Krishna, um, Shiva, like they were always depicted with blue skin. Yeah, and there was a remote viewer who said that he he did visit and say that they looked very much like Indians, but um, with you know blue skin. So it could be that these beings were one of the initial genetic um, or. You know, it, I kind of like to think that maybe these other constellations are potential um, futures for humanity and stuff mm. like that. Um, yeah, so let's look at um, maybe the Pleiadians. Oh,
2: the Pleiadians, we've covered lights. Like... Oh no, yeah, the Pleiadians... Yeah, they're just tall, blonde people. <laughs> hey,
1: <they're, sighs> their key aspect of their mission is to warn the humanity of the greys... And they want to help us rely, rise and delight in delight love, baby. Yeah, they, they were the ones. They're one, good people. They're good guys. They're fun. But uh, I don't see the cat people. What's the Tao Setians? Oh, God.
0: Terrifying. a
1: bad drawing. It's like, you know, when you wake up on the wrong side of the bed, it's like <laughs> that portrait was not done well. Um... <laughs>
2: Reptilians and
1: Jacardians. Oh, the Telosians. But, uh, uh, yeah, uh, so for the extraterrestrial races outside of the military complexes, the Telosians, the Lyrians, the Vegans, Vegans, yeah. <laughs> Palladians, the Nordic Regilians, the Procyons. I kind of want to see the Proceans. Oh, man. Jesus. Hey, boy. <laughs> Procyons. Yeah, the Tau Cetiians. Andromedans. Where are they? Sirius A. Umites. This is just a a little bit, but they yeah. d- they do say that there are, um, sometimes within the Sirius star system, there's multiple civilizations, and mm. you know some say that there are kind of lion-like cat-like beings there. Mm. Let's kind of go over another case study that we have. And this case study comes from William M. Tompkins. So just to a couple, just a little bit before his death, William M. Tompkins wrote, selected by extraterrestrials, which induced sudden chaos in the UFO community with his incredible testimony about the U.S. Navy's secret development of space battle groups, The assistance of major aerospace companies beginning with douglas aircraft he can be considered one of the most incredible whistleblowers to step forward and disclose the secret space program et agendas and hidden governments which is interesting considering corey good was talking about a secret space program quite a while back and then Mm. he comes out again so He would be like the equivalent of the Israeli general because he also had his own qualifications, um, you know, back then. Yeah. So, yeah, he was the one who claimed to be a part of operation involving U.S. Navy spies who stole UFO plans and anti-gravity technology secrets from the Nazis during World War II. In July 2017, Tompkins made an unprecedented statement in a conference. That he worked for the Douglas Aircraft Company alongside extraterrestrials which were Nordic alien women, and it had been four to seven years before NASA even appeared and He claimed about it in his book that was published in twenty fifteen he here he's displaying one of his the three hundred and seven ships in his fleet so at the age of nine, he became fascinated in Navy ships, and he began to model them as a kid. And he, up until his teens, he built an entire fleet that illustrated the naval history throughout America. And he revealed that Nazis had already had operational UFOs during the war. And because of the information that the U.S. spies were able to obtain, the U.S. later developed its own fleet of UFOs which then got siphoned off into the black military sphere under the control of Majestic 12, the ultra secretive group that controlled and managed the UFO alien issues in the 1940s. So during the World War, there were the societies like we mentioned, the Thule Society, the Vril Society, and a historian, Nicholas Goodrick Clark, wrote a whole chapter about Maria Orsic, that was her name, Maria Orsek, in his book, Black Sun, where he connected her with the Vril Society. And he mentions that Maria Orsek could communicate with alien civilizations, and one of them was from the planet Aldebaran, <laughs> sorry, which is located in the Taurus system. And according to Tompkins, the Nazis were in contact with extraterrestrial reptilians at the same time as Orsic was doing her channeling. And Hitler found out about Orsic. This is all real, by the way. This isn't like a conspiracy theory. Go look up the Thule and Vril Society. Those are real. They existed. <laughs> Not making it up. Go look it up right now. <laughs> We're in contact with extraterrestrial reptilians at the same time as Orsic. So Hitler found out about her and that she was receiving information that detailed how to construct UFOs. And... <laughs> According to Tompkins, Hitler allowed Orsic and the Nordics with whom she was working for to continue their work on the UFO program because the Nazis were already in contact with reptilians and because Hitler knew he could always take over Orsic's project at any time. One interesting thing is that Admiral E. Byrd, one of the things he mentioned when he saw, when he got taken by these Nordic aliens in Antarctica, was that they had the original orientation of the swastika which is actually you know in appears in many different cultures across the world and most notably in india and then hitler turned it over you know so what what did he know as well that perhaps what was this symbol and why was it used why did he use it um and yeah so they kind of worked together until the end of World War II. And yeah, so according to William Tompkins, he was recruited at a young age by the Navy due to his ability to build these highly accurate model ships. And so this is a picture of a 17-year-old Tompkins pointing out all the details of his models to a naval captain H.C. Gearing, who was commandant of the 11th Naval District in San Diego. Because of his interest and his mind, the government wanted him, and they brought him in, and he went on to help design CALM on the real ships. Here he is again. And Dr. Woods stated that MJ-12 is mostly associated with the Air Force and not other branches of the U.S. military. He explained that the U.S. Navy started back-engineering Nazi UFO crafts in 1942, before MJ-12 came into existence. And it took the Navy around a decade to produce a functional UFO craft, but they did so eventually. And Tompkins stated, like this is what we're talking about when it comes to the moon, that when the astronauts went to the moon, they were shocked to discover it had already been occupied by Draco reptilians. He said that the reptilians were over nine feet tall and they were standing next to an advanced craft. According to both Tompkins and Dr. Wood, the reptilians had already made a deal with the Nazis. And Tompkins himself claimed he saw ancient structures on the far side of the moon and that he saw a floating building approximately 1.5 miles above the lunar surface. And according to Tompkins, there are many ET species interacting with humans currently when we talk about the moon, we have to at least put the placeholder that it doesn't operate like any other moon in the galaxy. It Most moons rotate fully around. The way our moon operates is that we only ever see one face of it. We never see the other yeah. side. So that's why, you know, the dark side of the moon, once on the dark side of the moon, Tompkins here is claiming that there is a whole extraterrestrial settlement there.
2: Could be.
1: Yeah. So, in his project Camelot, Tompkins interview, uh, present, prevented himself from disclosing more information because it was harmful to his credibility. But he came out and in his final Congress in 2017, this is when he disclosed all this information, a month after the shocking conference, Tompkins passed away unexpectedly on August 21st, 2017 in san diego california at the age of 94. i mean he was old yeah but kind a month after that after the conference though so yeah yeah Yeah. maybe there he that is. was
2: like his final you know mission that he needed to do before he passed over
1: yeah
2: hopefully he escaped the reincarnation cycle
1: well oh god <laughs> look at the anunnaki
2: yeah kind of nightmarish.
1: kind of cone heady Well yeah, I mean a lot of the aliens are depicted with much larger heads. Yeah. And the Anunnaki alien theory really was ingrained in us through Zechariah Sitchin, you know. Yeah. Um, but Zachariah Sitchin doesn't even speaks, you know, he didn't even he couldn't even read Cuneiform properly and didn't have a good grasp on the language of ancient Mesopotamia. Mm -hmm. That's why his translations aren't very accurate, Mm -hmm. and most of what he's written about it has been discredited by a lot of different people. But I've actually studied in university what was written in those cuneiform tablets, and they do speak of these gods, and they called Endel and Enki and all of that and a lot of it is mir- mirrors the biblical stories The I mean the biblical stories were copied from there and it talks about the great flood it talks about how these beings came and interacted with humans how they um, bred with humans how they kicked humanity out and that they were very disappointed with humanity and that they tried to reset humanity with the great flood and that Enki came in and stopped them so doesn't say that they're aliens, but it says that they're gods in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, there's there's a lot here.
2: Yeah, and I guess we kind of only touched the surface, but I feel like we kind of covered the Galactic Federation as far as what we know and what seems credible. Yeah. Um it won't be the last of our diving into uh UFO and alien theories. We we find it really interesting and we'll definitely be diving deeper down some of these rabbit holes, but yeah. Let us know what you think of the Galactic Federation and Yeah, we're always open to new theories. So always leave any of yours down in the comments if you'd like us to cover those in future episodes.
1: Yeah. Before we end off, just want to do a complete overview because it is a lot of information. We have intermixed the history of the Galactic Federation with the, you know, conspiracy theories that arise through different people. But I did try to include people with verifiable backgrounds within the military and stuff like that. So it is important to note, especially with the Israeli general of defense, who has such an incredible thing. And so many people write him off, say that he's gone crazy in his old age because he is in his later 80 years. Um, But the fact that this pairing with the U.S. congressional hearing that is coming out, the Israeli general was on to something, as he was saying, if he had said that five years ago everyone would have, you know, put him into a mental asylum. Mm. But the fact that everything's coming out now and the fact that there is a narrative that around 2020 to 2021, the Galactic Federation actually removed all regressive species from the planet. It's very interesting that coincided with around COVID, this awakening, and also the statement from the General and then now we have all these U.S. Congress things coming out. We're trying, we're trying to now create a culture where whistleblowers are protected and not attacked or killed or you know discredited. So you can see things shifting a lot, and it's very interesting. And I really hope that you know huma- humanity becomes ready for an intergalactic civilization because truly, I think if you see our world right now, how when different minds, different be, you know, different humans from different backgrounds come together, we can truly achieve something great. To get different perspectives is amazing. And then can you imagine what it would be like to have different races, to be able to interact with aliens or extraterrestrials from different star systems, to navigate to different planets and experience what the electromagnetic field on a different planet feels like, how it interacts with our body, how it affects our consciousness. And how physics and science would develop in the true understanding of what deep space and what space really is, and a deeper understanding of our cosmos, and then to develop internal technologies where we can evolve in order to meet these races that are silently watching and helping guide our evolution.
2: Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think it would be an internal experience, though, because I don't think, like, I can't I just don't believe that we would ever be physically like walking around and there's all different aliens like all physically here.
1: It could be cool. I mean, I see it in the sci-fi movies and that would be awesome. There's <laughs> got to be a I mean if you're an interdimensional alien, you've got to have like a 3D form, right? You know it'd kind of be like your costume at least.
2: But it's like why would they want to, to come down to this form? Why would we want to come
1: down to this form? Huh? Why would we want to come down in this form? There's, there's because
2: from a soul level we chose to. from yeah, a there... soul level we're all the same.
1: Right, but I think even an extra six-dimensional being, if they're truly benevolent, can come down and ex and experience the beauty of the dews of grass on a misty morning as Maybe, winter and fall my comes. From experience,
2: <laughs> like they've literally said, they they cannot do that. Like it's like physically impossible for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: In your experience of what other people have said. From
2: my experience and from what other people have said. Mm. Yeah. That's why everyone's experience happens out of body.
1: Yeah, it's true. But, yeah. I mean, I would love there to be some sort of... Maybe there's like a 3D D, a three um, race where it's like... Because, you know, you have to take your steps up into evolution. You can't just transcend. I mean, you could, the yogis say you could do it in a lifetime, you know, that you could become a light being in a lifetime. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it would be cool if there is like an intermediary stage where we get to see the other 3D beings, you know, third density beings who are also being aided by the Galactic Federation and that we, you know, are interacting with one another while we try to evolve. <laughs> be pretty cool yeah i want the guardians of the galaxy to be reality (laughs) (laughs) anyway guys Yeah. yeah thanks so much for tuning in um if you like this episode feel free to drop us a like or subscribe it really helps us a lot we're so happy that we reached our first stage of like you know, our first milestone, we hit 500 oh, yeah. subscribers. And you can and give us a
2: super thanks now. Yeah. Yeah, we're eligible for super thanks. So if you enjoyed this episode, you can click this button down there somewhere that says you donate a super thanks, and we really appreciate that. Yeah. It helps support the podcast. And we love
1: to read. You can also buy us a book here Yeah. this link, and that really helps us a lot. We hit well. our
2: first milestone of 500 subscribers, Yeah. so hopefully it won't be long till we hit 1,000, and we're really enjoying this journey. And We do this because we love it. We find it really interesting to discuss these topics, and soon we'll be delivering a bit more regular content right now. This year has been really ungrounded for us, so we're just getting episodes out when we can. But yeah. stay patient, stay with us, and we should be getting back to weekly content by next year. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest.
1: 2024 is the year of It's assign. Yeah. <laughs> we'll really be developing. Got a lot of great things and great hopes for this. So... Yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.